0: Welcome to the Franchise U podcast, where key industry leaders provide education and inspiration. Here's your host, Dr. Kathy Gosser, the director of the Yum! Center for Global Franchise Excellence at the University of Louisville.
1: And welcome to Franchise U. With me today, I have Ramsey Dekloosh, and I am so excited to have Ramsey with us today. So. Ramsey, you are currently the Vice President of Franchising Sales at Edible Brands, but you have so much experience, both in the international foyer as well as um, strategically, and so you've been the Chief Growth Officer at Pyology before Edible. You've had your own firm advising companies on growth strategies and um, have done all that work, as I said, globally, and you spent 10 years at Best Buy. You're a proud graduate of Georgia Tech with both a bachelor's and an MBA. And one of the most fascinating things about you is that you're currently a franchisee and you speak three languages. Welcome, <laughs> Ramsey.
0: Thank you, Kathleen. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited about being with you on this podcast.
1: Oh, me too. And you know, you are so accomplished. Can you give us a few highlights of your career?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I started my career in uh, in uh, retail and sales early on, you know, as I graduated from college and I found love of sales. And grew with organizations in retail first, as uh, some of you may remember, Circuit City. Wow. I, I moved up in ranks with them very fast, and then some companies that are no longer existing, like Wolf Camera and Ritz Camera. I was VP of sales for the you know Northwest, and then joined Best Buy, which was really a great learning for me. Learned a lot from Best Buy. Had a fantastic career with them, and then from that, I actually took an early leave with them and uh, started my own firm advising small businesses and medium businesses on how to accomplish uh, their uh, strategies. And I was recruited to go to the Middle East uh, because, you know, Arabic is my first language. Mm -hmm. So I had an opportunity to be head strategist for a big group, big conglomerate in Saudi Arabia, which probably... Uh, helped me learn the franchising business because over there, we one of the strategies we had was to build a, fra- a retail uh, company. So we did, and we opened up uh, uh, four brands, Western brands. Uh, so I was a or a franchisee, before I even stepped into the franchisor role. And then uh, while there, I started also another uh, consulting firm uh, that I'm no longer part of, but it still exists in Saudi Arabia and UK and Pakistan. And uh, so that that firm still exists. And we started uh, working with global companies, you know, entry to different markets and teaching them how to enter different markets. And with that, I met also biology, got into biology. Uh, I I was offered the chief growth officer right as uh, COVID hit. So mm-hmm. I did that for a couple of years through COVID. And now I'm with an amazing company, Edible, um,
1: yes. you know. Yes, it is. You also decided to become a franchisee again in 2020. So you're currently a franchisee as well as working for Edible. Tell us about that.
0: Yeah. So right before COVID, when we moved back to the U.S. from Saudi Arabia, uh, my wife actually is the one that kind of thought about that. She said, we need to do something um, because she was working with me in the consulting business in Saudi Arabia. Mm -hmm. So we need to do something. And we looked for a business that uh, COVID or uh, any parts of closure is not impacted by. And we found uh, a great group to to join and we became a franchisee. I do like the franchise model, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, with a little bit of sweat on your end, you can really be successful in that business. So we we joined a company. We've been, in, uh, you know, very blessed and successful in that business. And she runs it day to day. I just run at a high level, make sure the money makes it to the bank. That's all I do.
1: <laughs> Got gotcha you on that one. You know, I think it probably gives you a unique perspective in your current role at Edible of what it's like to be a franchisee because you see it from both sides.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think I have an edge, actually, sure. not just a, a perspective because i understand what every franchisee is going through so my role number 1 2 and 3 is to make sure that you know the corporate office and the all the other executives and the team i have understand what does it take for a person to franchise mm-hmm. you know how do they bring the money to the table because not every franchisee you know has a million dollars in the bank say okay let me go ahead and franchise a business some of them Second mortgage, some of them use 401k money. Some of them borrow money from friends and family. So we have to be, and it's it's industry-wide, we have to be extremely uh, in you know, uh, honest about the expectations and tell them the good and the bad about franchising with a brand. It's really, it's a responsibility that we should carry uh, very heavily. And it's not about just number of locations. It's about the right franchisee and the right location to make sure they're set up to, to succeed.
1: Oh, you are. You are so right. Couldn't agree with that more. And, you know, I'm going to ask you just to stay in your franchisee shoes for just a minute and then we'll transfer into the edible conversation. But as a franchisee, what type of support is most important to you?
0: Yeah. So first of all, to understand from other franchisees mm-hmm. that are in the system, um, uh, you know, how did they start their journey? So in the due diligence part that you should do before you kind of get into signing any contract, you have the opportunity to call franchisees. You have the list of all the franchisees. Right. Take the time to call them, make sure you understand what was their journey, how long did it take them to break even? Because your expectation may be that you're gonna, you know, hit the jackpot from day one and the truth is it may not work that way. So that will. that's probably the, one of the first ones. Uh, That's the first expectation of any franchisee is it's on you, really, not on the company before you even start. And then when you get in the system, understand the FDD, make sure you understand every line that has commercial terms uh, to understand what your fees are, what the ongoing fees are. That's very important. And then understand the third one is support. What should you expect? Because a lot of them, for example, have a marketing, uh, you know, marketing support and innovation support, um, and you may be frustrated with how come things are not happening uh, my way as a franchisee, where in reality is that was never promised to you or never told to you, just your expectation your own really had. Uh, So just be careful and understand exactly what the expectations are. It's really kind of going into any relationship or actually marriage, right? Yeah. Yeah, everybody has to know the expectation of the other. So make sure your expectations are uh, aligned with the expectations uh, that are provided to you by the company. Very important.
1: I have to smile at your analogy because how great would it be if your potential spouse provided you with something similar to an FDD? Can you imagine?
0: You know what? I think we'll have a lot less uh, divorces if we go through, okay, give me a list of everybody, you know, you had a relationship with and you can call and find out. I think we have less marriages, but longer marriages.
1: Wouldn't that be awesome? I just thought about that. That would be awesome. Funny. Let's let's transfer and let's talk about edible brands because I I just love this story. You know, I had the privilege of telling the story in an earlier podcast, but it's really worth repeating because it might be one of my favorites. So in 1985, an aspiring entrepreneur, Tariq Farid, he actually bought a flower shop when he was 17 years old by borrowing the money from his parents. Okay, I just love that part. Four years, he had four shops. I don't know about you, but when I was 21, I can't imagine having four shops. So he innovated and created these flower arrangements from fruit in the late 90s. I've had quite a few of those. I've enjoyed them. (laughs) And so then uh, in 1999, he started the first edible arrangement store was open started franchising in 2001 and now there are more than 1200 edible arrangements stores but now the brand is more than edible arrangements it's edible brands so you all have music and cheesecake bites and edibles and you're transforming cuz so can you tell us more about that transformation
0: yeah i, I think uh, tarek is in the middle of all this really he's never really uh, slowed down, I think, or backed off. What a great oh, uh, American dream story! First, yes. of all. I mean, I uh, I think we all uh, people that are not originally, and I'm not originally uh, from this country, but made this country home and our country. Uh, we aspire to be more and more like uh, Tariq and his what he what he accomplished. We just kind of all say in in awe and and uh, support. His his dream, and we continue to support dream. And I'm just lucky to be part of this. I've only been with the company 90 days, but I tell you, and I I share that with that. You know, our uh, one of our values is to wow every customer, right? Yes. Um, and they wow every employee. Every employee onboarding has been phenomenal, phenomenal, right? So, that. but the journey continues. So he is involved in innovation as he was day one, uh, and the company is transforming. Yes, absolutely transforming. We're known to be edible arrangements. Mm -hmm. But through research and through due diligence, we found out that people actually want us to do more for them. I mean, we have 94 percent name recognition. We service 75 percent of the country within one hour in a refrigerated truck. So can you imagine what we can deliver to them? So, yes, we're moving into uh, flowers, baked goods, as you said, uh, dipped chocolate and, uh, you know, uh, dipped fruit. I'm sorry, dipped fruit and, you know what a great relationship with one of our iconic brands in the US twix right i know you know for two days, uh, for two different weeks, we had the free Twix uh, cheesecake giveaway and that's been phenomenal response on that. And people love, uh, who does not love Twix, right? Exactly. Uh, now you don't have to choose between the left or the right. You can <clears throat> just choose Twix cheesecake and it's all there. <laughs> okay. So yeah, I mean, we're moving into the gifting to be more a gifting uh, a center for our customer. If they want to deliver, we could do it for them in an hour. If they want to pick it up, our stores, we have over a thousand stores. So we could um, we could do that as well for them. So um, I think it's just a perfect uh, roadmap to the next generation of edible. Mm-hmm.
1: It really seems that way. And as you said, the brand, the brand recognition, the ability to reach so many households within an hour is really quite incredible. But when I was reading through... Your FTD. One of the things that fascinated me was a couple of the other companies that Edible has that support the franchisees and the actual stores. So one is Edible Connect, and that provides ordering services either through the web, a live person, or a third party. So can you tell us a little bit about Edible Connect?
0: Yeah, let me back off a little bit before I tell you about Edible Connect. Maybe it's easier to tell you how Edible structure. We ha- okay. we are an Edible Group. Uh, so Edible Group has. Uh, few companies under that, uh, and I'm not going to go through all companies. But I'll tell you the ones that really are, uh, you know, top of mind. One of them is Edible Store, which is the brick and mortar locations, and that goes under franchising. And we have operation, marketing support for all that. And that's where the, you know, two things happen there. We are the delivery for the Edible.com. Uh, site. So they do all the deliveries. And then we also are standalone uh you know uh, uh, shop so people can come in and order from there. Mm-hmm. They can pick up uh uh, you know, cheesecake, they can pick up cookies, they can uh, have a cup full of sp- dipped chocolate, uh, strawberries, and all that stuff. And then we have the Edible uh, Connect, like you call it, and also edible.com, uh, which is where most of our orders are generated. Where mm-hmm. people meet us the most is online. And we've been in this business for so long, we've been online for so long that uh, our stats are just absolutely incredible for example one of the uh, you know main things is uh, february 14th which is you know valentine's day 21 we had over 1 million visitors to our website and we didn't have a, a drop even with one customer. Oh Every customer God. was taken care of. We didn't have a slowdown at all. So we're very proud of that. I mean, the mm-hmm. stats, again, the stats on that are incredible. What? And that really is standalone business that supports the stores with orders, right? They have their own uh, p ls They have their own uh, you know business strategy to support the stores. Everything goes back to the franchisee and the stores. And the cool thing about us as well with the with the edible connect and edible.com is we are marketplace. So now we are finding other companies and we become marketplace for some of the gifting, um, you know, product like Bunt cake and, and, um, uh, some nuts, some other chocolates. Companies that want us to feature uh, their uh, their product on our website, and we are also the last mile delivery for them. Right now, it's direct ship to them, uh, but maybe soon would we'll carry it in the stores and and be able to deliver it uh, within an hour to anybody. Right, so. We also have other companies that support it, like Berry Direct, which is, you know, we own so many distribution centers uh, in the U.S. So we own our own distribution and we own our own warehouses. And the reason for that is because we use fresh, we use, you know, fresh product. We want to make sure we can trace every product. So the strawberry or the cantaloupe or, you know, the watermelon piece that you get from, um, from, you know, edible is traceable which is very important for the health and well-being. Mm -hmm. So if we have, if something breaks, you know, we find out about a breakout from some uh, uh, company that we, you know, uh, we buy from, we can trace exactly where it is and stop it and pull all the product away. So that's a... You know, I don't know if we market that enough, but that's very important when you're buying, um, you know, fruit product and fresh product, right? Mm -hmm. So Berry Direct is one of our companies. And then we have SLU, about four different uh, technology companies that we own that we serve edible, but we also serve outside of edible. Like Naranja with the CRM system, with the website design, that really… Uh, I mean, their office is in Ukraine and we work with them on a daily basis still mm. uh, in Kiev. So, mm. uh, you know, we have offices in Pakistan for technology as well uh, with Broadpeak and others. So, yeah, we are a fully integrated company uh, with our own support from technology, uh, from uh, distribution, from uh, online presence. So uh, and that allows us incredible growth.
1: And it also allows your franchisees to have a reputable, reliable system or process that they can leverage. So having that edible connect is something they don't have to worry about. That's a benefit of being a a franchise. Now, there's I know there's a small monthly fee, but it's well worth it because there's no way you could build that infrastructure yourself as a franchisee.
0: Yeah. Imagine... You know, Kathleen, imagine even growing internationally. Whenever we go to a market, we bring all the power of all this army behind us to help us. So, you know, we don't go into a a market internationally without really making sure we have the infrastructure. But for all of it, we have so much of it already exists. We just have to plug it in a country and then make sure that our product, uh, you know, will do well. So our partners in countries, all they have to do is open locations And they have all the online presence already. We help them with distribution. We help them with, uh, you know, vendor support. We help them with technology. All that stuff is already built in. We don't have to find new vendors for that.
1: Which is something that's really big in franchising, because when you buy a franchise, you are buying that business model. And so when that infrastructure is already provided for you, that's just an added benefit. But also you have it structured so that edible brands benefits from that, too, and can keep innovating and coming out with new ideas, new concepts, and it just seems to really be fueling a well-oiled machine with edible yeah. brands. Yeah,
0: yeah I yeah. agree.
1: So what is the best opportunity right now for someone interested in becoming a franchisee with edible brands?
0: Oh, actually, it's never been better. Honestly, it's never been better. Yeah. I mean, we went from, uh, you know, the the story that we're telling right now is we went from... Uh, being part of a market back in 2018 of edible arrangements, which what most people know us for, right? The fruit arrangement uh, of a $5 billion market. That was a market, uh, you know, uh, at that time. Right now with flowers, with dipped fruit and platters, with baked goods, with all the other stuff that we're adding, we, we are part of a, a business of 121 billion, just nationally, a gifting business. So, our growth is incredible, and the future uh, ahead of us is even brighter than the what what we did be you know behind us uh so we are really looking forward to uh special franchisees to come join our organization. We still have opportunities, even though it's you know you said we have twelve hundred locations you know we have over nine hundred and uh eighty no maybe a little bit more locations in the U.S., but we still have markets we are uh, looking at. We're looking at non-traditional with the military, um, Mm -hmm. you know, with the colleges. So with the products that we have, now we can be in places that we couldn't be before. And of course, we're also looking at international. uh, But first, we still have locations in the U.S. that we can uh, uh, fill. Uh, Our strategy gets you where from the day one you open, you already have the day one you open, you open the door, you already have orders waiting for you for your zip codes because you are, you have a zip code. We do zip code analysis on everything because we are zip code based. It's not just area based. We have do zip code analysis. We know how many orders are already coming through Is it a specific zip code and you get the zip codes within your 15 mile radius uh, once we, you know, decide on the store. So you already have a business that starts. You don't have to work very hard at the beginning to worry about, uh, you know, marketing. The marketing already exists. Just worry about the operation and your standards. And then after this, you start doing your local marketing to just kind of add that extra degree of, uh, you know, revenue you're looking for in your business. So, yeah, it's a great opportunity. Um, I love it. It's incredible.
1: I do love your passion. And I know when we talked uh, another time, you'd mentioned to me that Now that you have all these different items like baked goods, flowers, et cetera, that the brick and mortar are becoming more important because customers are starting to actually go there. And so as you move forward into your expansion, is that something that you're considering? Is that actual uh, perhaps how that store looks, how it's arranged Mm. and what would be interesting for somebody to enter?
0: Yeah, I mean, listen, there is nothing better than getting, if you like, strawberries, uh, getting a freshly dipped, dipped strawberry.
1: Oh yeah, Yeah,
0: or if even if you don't like banana, some people don't like banana. But when you try a chocolate dip banana, you're it's a different level, right? Oh, totally. Right. So yeah, you can get it at home, uh, but there's nothing like getting it in the store fresh. So we believe with the gifting items we have, including I I don't know if you know balloons, printables. So Mm -hmm. we print we print greeting cards as well, with all the stuff. Uh, we know people are going to other locations to buy it, so why not? When you are picking up your, uh, you know, edible arrangement, you can pick up all the other stuff one stop. So we believe that uh, the future is uh, incredible with edible,
1: uh, <laughs> with good.
0: the growth. And yeah. our store, yeah, we will be announcing something by the end of the year about you know uh, what our new stores would look like and uh, how how we're gonna penetrate the market
1: differently. Well, you know, there's not one far from me, but now you make me want to go there and have something freshly dipped. I'm not going to Listen, lie.
0: Listen, you tell me where and I'll make sure you get a platter of Twix. Uh, we have Twix everything. We have Twix dipped strawberry. Come on. Who can say I no need, to that?
1: I need to go. I need to go do that. Actually, many of our <laughs> listeners will be like, I've got to go now. That that's- Absolutely. So with all that support that Edible provides, what do you think? If I had to say to you, what is the number one best support you provide your franchisees what would you say
0: yeah you know what the uh, i think the number one when we have somebody we have a lot of people that want to be part of the organization and become franchisee uh we are we are very blessed with the ability to attract a lot of people the the number one is we do have two things that we do very very well one making sure we pick the right location we don't cannibalize Uh, from other locations. You know, we have our metrics. We look at every opportunity. It's all in its own merit. It's not about how many new franchisees. It's about the right franchisee. And that's really what we work with. I mean, as a franchisee myself, I cannot make myself just sell more franchises. It's about selling the right franchise. The right partner, we want to make sure they understand all the good stuff that we do and you know like any other franchisee we have some things that they have to look out for so Mm -hmm. we make sure they understand it we give them opportunity to talk to all our other franchisees so they can get uh, a real sense of what day-to-day looks like and then what we do is support them with making sure they pick the right location i think that's uh, it starts with that because that's where your investment goes first right Mm -hmm. we want to make sure they get of course like everybody else return on investment in three years uh you know so much of that is also operation and how you manage your financials. But we, at least from our side, we try to kind of make sure that's taken care of front. And then again, I, I'll, I'll say that because I know as a franchisee, it's very hard to build the business. So I know, for example, in our franchise, you know, my wife spends maybe 50 to 70% of her time marketing and networking. Mm. In our business, you open the door the first day, you already have the printer Uh, The printer printed orders for you Mm -hmm. and we're ready to go because we have 94 percent name recognition. We cover 74 percent or 75 percent of the U.S. within an hour. So we already have orders stacked up for you, which is great uh, sense of peace that you already have revenue coming in. You don't have to wait and see what's going to happen.
1: I agree. Uh, That sounds that sounds terrific. Tell me about your best franchisees. Like what makes a franchisee a great edible brands franchisee?
0: Yeah, very good question. Uh, Number one are the people that are working on the business, not in the business. So we need administrators. We need people that kind of go in and not say, I'm going to make the arrangements every day become the best at it. Because if you're a franchisee, if you're an owner and you are working in the business every day, you're not growing your business. You may be the best and you may satisfy You know, all your customers, but you're not growing your customer base. You just can't do, you can't have both. That's number one. So, we want administrators. Hire people to do the job. You don't need to do all this stuff. Make sure you're working, you know, uh, on the business, not in the business. That's number one. I think number two is you got to be networked. You need to know your local market. Own your three miles, own it. Everybody that wants flowers or dip fruit or a different arrangement. Every real estate office should know you by name and should know that they can order for their open house or for a gift or whatever it is from you. So own your three months, Get to know your neighbors. So that's very important. These two, listen, you buy in a system. You don't have to work on SOP. You don't have to work on, hey, what kind of cash register should I buy? What kind of marketing should I do online? All that national marketing already taken care of. Just deal with you know, administer your business, be a great administrator, and then go network.
1: That's Mm it. Mm -hmm. Ah, you make it sound so simple. So simple. Well, the last question about your support is, do you have a franchise advisory council at Edible Brands? And if so, how does that work?
0: We have it for certain businesses, Mm -hmm. especially innovation. So we have some, uh, you know, People have been in the system for a while and people that just joined the system, part of the innovation council to help us with, uh, you know, ideas and, uh, you know, how the brand should grow with innovation because it's really our next step is how to uh, get more product in the stores uh, with uh, very low capex. And we've been very successful with that, by the way, mm-hmm. because all the brands that we brought in, like we just brought in cake. I don't know how many people know that we have cake. Wow. So we brought in cake about three weeks ago, and it, it just hit the road running. Wow. I mean, it, there's no marketing dollar spent on it. It's because it's refrigerated. We buy it, goes in the fridge, you order it, we put fruit on it and and send it to you. What a great idea. And that has absolutely no, you didn't have to invest to do this. It just comes to you and you do this. Uh, Same thing with the baked goods. We don't really bake. I mean, we have ovens for the cookies, but that's it. But one of the things that we look at is how can we add uh, product and lines of product with low CapEx, which is that's what every and low operations, not, you know, low OPEx, low CapEx. So, and uh, that franchisees love that stuff. Just give me more revenue, but I don't want to, you know, invest. How oh, we could do that for them.
1: And don't create operational complexity. If you make it, yes, exactly. That, exactly. that matters. And that's, you seem to have that nailed. Well, gosh, yeah. Ramsey, you have really had quite a career. If I were to ask you, what is the one thing that you're most proud of? What would that be?
0: Oh, wow. There's a lot of stuff I'm proud of. Uh, I think uh, taking calculated risk is what I'm mostly proud of. Uh, I took a calculated risk, uh, jumping from career to career. Actually, I spent a lot of time with companies I did, but actually taking a decision from Best Buy, going into working for myself and then uh you know while i was very comfortable working for myself and consulting getting an opportunity to go to saudi arabia and spending 5 years in an in a incredible culture but also traveled the world through that so uh, i think that probably one of my proudest moments and what i accomplished there as well and then jumping into franchising which is something that was really not i mean i was strategist uh for mo- most of my life so uh, jumping into franchising um was incredible but now probably if i say in the last Two years as a, as a franchisor is really seeing all these franchisees that you can make, uh, you know, the, the dreams come true. Right. They can make them entrepreneurs and really seem successful. That's really probably my biggest passion. And I take that responsibility very serious. It's not, I mean, I, my advice to every uh, franchisor, it's not about the numbers of locations or getting to a thousand or all the stuff. It's really about one franchisee at a time, the, how you satisfy them, how you make sure they're taken care of.
1: Mm-hmm. Ah, that's that's terrific. And so my last question for you, is there anything you wish you had known when you first entered this franchising arena? Uh
0: <laughs> yes. Yes. I wish I would have done more due diligence on especially outside the U.S. on countries like you got to, you know, when you enter a country or you enter brand with the country, mm-hmm. you have to really spend a lot more time than you do locally on uh, the support and how you get the support and uh, how do you get the product in the country. Um, so I think that probably is the biggest thing. Locally, I say um, the one thing I wish I've done a lot more, even when I franchise, is due diligence, is getting to know the company I'm going to be Married to for the next 10, 15, 20 years. I think it's very, very important. Not make harsh decisions. So these decisions up front are the ones that will impact you for the rest of your life as a franchisee from a lease, from a franchisee, franchisor relations. So that will be, you know, locally.
1: Oh, that's excellent. Gosh, thank you, Ramsey. You have so much great information for us. You've made us all very hungry for your products. So, you should see a sales increase. But yes. um, <laughs> thank you so, so much for Fantastic. your time today. Hey, thank you,
0: Kathleen. Thank you for having me. And, you know, what, what a great job you're doing. So, keep doing what you do. Thank you. Franchise You is brought to you by the Yum Center for Global Franchise Excellence at the University of Louisville. For more information on the center, visit business.louisville.edu/slash Yum C G F E. Thank you for listening to Franchise You.